I know this works because I've watched it in my own life. Where I am today is a wonderful place, and it's all God-given. The abundance that's in my life, it's in Brian's life, it's in ILM's life, is God-given. It isn't something that I made happen. I didn't even have the courage to imagine the freedom that I have in my life when I was younger. It didn't seem real to me. It didn't seem possible to me. But I kept giving up my limitation, my beliefs, everything to God. Just as I'm describing here. And the more I gave it up to God, the more God gave to me. The more you give loving to God and open to receive, God's ever giving loving back. And in loving is all things. As in the soul that is the divine living loving essence of the Lord is all that is of God. The creative, the grace, the compassion, the wisdom, the truth, the understanding, and the manifestation of all that is all right there. All the aspects that are of God reside within our soul and are ever looking to manifest. So as you give loving to God, you're giving all that is of God in you to God. And God gives all to you that is God back to you to be fulfilled, to be manifested more fully. And I can remember when I was learning about this in my 20s and looking at this movement of imagination and this desire and this need and this want that the imagination can create and just giving it up to God, giving it up to God. I remember one, one morning I was giving it up to God as I was driving to work and all of a sudden I just felt this wind, literally a wind blow even though the windows were up in the car. The wind just kind of blew around me and through me. And in it I heard a voice say, and today you'll see a demonstration. And I went, oh, okay, I'll take a demonstration. And I gave that back up to God and I said, this is yours too, Lord. Even this that I've heard, this demonstration is yours. And I felt this breeze come back again and, say, and I heard it say, and so it is. So I went on to work, I did my morning uh, routine, got in my car to go have lunch, went in and I sat down for lunch and I was eating what I normally would eat at this Mexican restaurant not too far from where I worked. And I called the guy over to, to get my bill so I could pay it and he says, oh no, it's, it's taken care of. And I went, what? And they said, no, no, it's taking care of the, the, the two people over there just wanted to, to treat you to, to lunch today. And I looked at them and they kind of smiled and laughed. And, and so I didn't know them. They didn't know me, but I went, okay. And so I'm walking out to my car and I went, oh, demonstration. It's just that easy. And I, I kept wondering, why did they want to do that? And I realized that it's the movement of loving that they were responding to. Something inside of them were responding to the movement of loving in them that was also moving within me, and they wanted to participate in that. They wanted to support it in some way. And so I began to understand a little bit more about if we will just live in the loving and allow God to do the rest, it will happen according 
to God's divine plan for the soul or the child of God and not having to happen out of our imagination or emotions or our mind. And it was at that very point, sitting in that restaurant, that I realized, well, really, it was driving back to work, that I realized this dynamic and the power of loving and how this creation will respond to that power of loving if we are living ever giving it up to God. Because when we give our loving to God directly, fully, as best we can in any given moment, and we open to receive God's loving, this creation responds to God's loving in a greater way than we might ever realize. And I watched in my life this universe responding to God's loving, coming back unto me, bringing me into a greater fullness, bringing me into a greater awakening. And as that movement of expansion and opening to that loving and the manifestation of that loving comes about, the world and its chaos and its nothingness just rushes in to fulfill whatever is there to be fulfilled in that loving moment. It just rushes in. And so it's for us to be ever in the stillness and vulnerable to that movement of God's blessing, of God's gift, of these things coming into manifestation within our lives and allow them in. And it's a wonderful thing to be able to do so. And it's also a challenge. You know, I've told you so many times about the story about the woman who wanted the Cadillac and ended up getting a Mercedes-Benz. And at first she was so mad she wasn't getting her Cadillac until she realized she had a better car in a Mercedes than she would have ever had the Cadillac. That's what I'm talking about. Oftentimes we set up an agenda, a criteria by which it's to demonstrate itself to us. It's to come into manifestation. And God brings something more and we go, no, 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 I want this. Don't you understand? And God goes, I know you want this, but this is what I have for you. I have so much more than just that limited, limited little imagination of yours. Can you not open up and just be vulnerable and allow this loving into your life? No, no, no. I, I, I've got to have it this way. And then we live in our limitation. We live in a life of limitation not allowing ourselves to live in the fullness of God, in the fullness of loving, in the fullness of the manifestation of that loving. So, it's relax and let God be still and know that I am God. And in the stillness, remember, you're still doing. The soul is ever creative. The soul is ever active. The soul is ever doing. It's doing in loving, it's doing in caring, it's doing in creativity. So don't stop and do nothing. Don't become part of the nothingness of this creation. But rather, be in action with the movement of loving 
and follow it and let it be not just your guide, but let it be the energy by which you move. And then your life is a fulfillment in this time. Then you begin to wake up into the knowing of yourself as soul, as divine, as spirit. Then you begin in that awakeful state to truly realize your home, which is in soul and which is in the heart of God. And you begin to let go of all those illusions and all that which has been holding you in bondage here. And you begin to fly freely. It was very nice in the beginning of the meditation. I was in the waters of this creation. And as I was moving through these waters of this creation, I was very close to the surface like the ceiling is here in this room. But for some reason, I couldn't quite get to the very surface to go through and break through into the air. And all of a sudden, I saw a hand reach down. And I looked at it, and I watched it for a minute, and it didn't do anything. It just was sitting there in the water. It wasn't like reaching down towards me further, and it wasn't moving around like trying to get my attention. It was just there. And I looked at it, and I looked at it, and I went, oh, oh, that's right. I've got to reach up. I've got to do something. I've got to be in action. And so I reached up, and I took the hand, and the hand lifted me above the water. And there was a spiritual teacher standing on the surface of the water. And he held my hand and lifted me so I was standing on the water, standing above this creation and looking up. And as I looked up, we began to rise up. We began to rise up higher and higher above the surface of this creation, above the surface of this water. But then I got distracted. I saw the glimmer of light on the surface of the water below me, and I looked down to see what was that that I saw. Well, it was just a reflection of the greater light of God above. But it was so bright, it drew my attention, and I looked down, and I began to go down. Go down, go down, and, and be drawn back down into the water. And as I started to sink below, below the surface, and I could feel the waters of this creation starting to take over me again, I realized something, and that is I was looking the wrong way. All I had to do was remember, I'm holding on to the Holy Spirit now. And the Holy Spirit's holding on to me. All I have to do is keep looking up. Keep looking up to my true source. And I've got a great reminder here, which is the initiation, which is the unspoken name of God. And all I have to do is hold my attention on that and be in loving with that. And I'm going to rise above all that is this creation. And I did. As soon as I began to move back upward in my focus, I began to rise above it. And then as I got above the surface of the waters again, I said to the teacher, I said, you know what I want more than anything right now? I want to know how to make that water down there beneath me right now so solid that if I go back down to it, I can't go through it. I'm just going to stand on it. And he said, oh, so you want to anchor yourself in soul, do you? 
And I go, yes, if that's what it is, I want to anchor myself in soul. And he said, then wake up. Wake up and know the divine that you are. Wake up and live the divine that you are as much as you can in every given moment. Look up and know that is the truth of who you are. Look up and live the truth that you are. And the more you do that each day, the more you will anchor yourself, anchor yourself in the realm of soul, anchor yourself in the truth of who you are. And that's the place you will be living your life from from now on. And once that happens, you have anchored yourself in the realm of soul and spirit. And the surface below that is so liquid and watery and you can sink in will now become solid at the surface. And that will be a solid foundation that you will stand upon. And then you will just go higher. And even if you look down, you will not sink beneath the surface because you will now be standing on solid ground. And that solid ground is the grounds of loving that is the spirit, that is the soul that you are. That's what we want to do here. We want to anchor ourselves in soul so that we know that no matter what, that's the lowest part of creation that we'll ever go to. That when we leave this physical body, that will be where we go if we haven't anchored ourselves higher. I hope that makes some sense. And I hope that gives you an inspiration on how to live in this world a little bit more quietly, not getting so caught up in the movement of the chaos. Because I think you're going to witness a lot more chaos upon this planet over the next few years, if you haven't already noticed that. Even in the winds and the weather that is hitting Austin right now, it is more chaotic and stronger than ever before. So pay attention to the winds of change, so to speak. They are a-changing. And allow yourself to live in that centeredness of loving in the midst of the chaos that may come into this creation. And don't get so caught up in it. Don't get so self-righteous in it that you're going to make it right. You're going to get it quiet. You're going to make it peaceful. Allow the chaos to do its own thing and allow yourself, the soul, to do its own thing, which is complete its journey here, learn the lessons here, and focus on God from here up and return home from which it came. And in truth, it's just a matter of waking up and knowing that you never left. You never left. So that's my simple message for today. You know, when I was in uh, the movement of spiritual inner awareness, they had a saying. And I understand it more now than I ever did before. And that was, let the... What is it? I forget now what it is. My mind just went blank. Pardon? 
No. Yeah, let the nothingness return from which it came. That's it. And that's what we want to do, is let that nothingness return from which it came, back into the nothingness. So we are not anchored here anymore in this creation. So do you have something to share? Go for it. So I got to see how this is all going to come together. I like the lead-in where Jim kind of left things. I'm I'm looking to see if I want to go back to my past artwork here or not. So what I'm going to share about is you often hear us talk about just like I did in the meditation um, when we began the radiant form. And so I'd like to try to maybe explain that a little bit more thoroughly. And as I do that, um, depending on the time there. If I don't cover it well enough, maybe we can even have a, a question or two that might help clarify that a little bit more. Because what I'm going to attempt to do is to put words on an action of spirit. And I'm only doing that maybe that you may begin to have a greater understanding. And in that understanding, that you may be able to really flow more easily in what we call this radiant form. And just in the as in the meditation, when we started, I began by having you focus on the radiant form. And we'll quite often reference to the purple or the blue light or the golden white. Or sometimes even as an image of myself or Jim. And that radiant form, the truth of the radiant form is the movement of the Holy Spirit, which is God's loving. But that radiant form, as it comes into this level of creation, will begin to take on a form or an essence by which it can relate to who we are as soul, by which we begin to see that true, living, loving essence of the Lord as it begins to take shape and form within our consciousness. And so here in Airlight Ministries, we try to refer that in a way that you can relate to it. And that the more you begin to relate to that, the more you begin to awaken to the truth of spirit. And so I think I will um, see if I can use, so I don't have to write it all over again, Maybe where I began, I hope that doesn't look too crazy. Um, I might use both of these pictures up here. We'll see what happens. The radiant form is also, has been referred to in history as the word made flesh. And the word made flesh really is that action of God coming into the world and placing itself within a physical body that we call the spiritual teacher that is quite often referred to as the authority given by God, or a mantle, or that staff, just as Moses had carried, is referred to in many different ways. And that, that staff or that mantle truly is the authority by God by which God gives those to, that are meant to, to give the initiation into this action for the soul's upliftment back into the Holy Spirit, back out of these realms of creation, of the physical, astral, causal, uh, mental and etheric and back into the spiritual realms. And it's really nice hearing Jim talk about the, the water and having it become solid. Because if you weren't aware, what he was referring to is this boundary about, at the top of the etheric and the bottom of the soul realm by which we enter into the world. And this world quite often will appear as a watery or liquid effect. I often call it the water world. Or you'll hear us talk about it as the lake of reflection. But once you get above this water, it's like air, just like here in this world, as above, so below. We'll see it in its reflection 
just like in water in this world, when we go to a lake or an ocean, if we go under the water, we know what the water experience is. But when we're above the water, we know what it is like right now, the air. Well, this is how you can literally experience it in the spiritual realms. It really is amazing the reflective process as above, so below, that these realms of creation are quite often simply reflections of the realms of soul, or what we call the Garden of Eden. And so in a sense, if you can think of it that way, you already have a reference within your consciousness. So that as you move into the actual inner experience, it may even seem familiar or similar to the physical world, but you'll know that you're in the spiritual world just because, believe me, when you experience these things, you just know. There's no question. Just as you don't question right now that you're having a physical experience. Or you may question that, but some part of you knows that you're having a physical experience as well. And so this action of the Holy Spirit, the true purity of God, just as Jim was re referencing to that sun, if we can think of the sun as I drew up here as that truth of God, it's, there's no polarity, no feminine, no masculine. It's just a radiant light. Just like our physical sun appears in the sky here, we'll quite often see the true form in the beginning in that individualized sense as a radiant sun within the sky as we enter into the pure realm of the spirit, into the soul. But as that sun, that action of God, just as we can receive the rays of light of the sun here and the warmth that can bring and how that light lights things up so we can begin to see, it's the same thing in spirit. That's what God does. Those rays of light are that loving essence, that warmth, that awareness so that we can see. So if you can think of that, in that sun or those rays of light is what we call the Holy Spirit, God's pure loving. And in the realms above soul, we'll see that in more of the golden white purity that it is. But as that golden white purity begins to hit that surface of the water and begins to move into these realms of creation of the void, down through the etheric mind, emotions, imagination, and into the physical body, it will begin to also take on different appearances. And the one we refer to the most here in Interlight Ministries is the purple or the blue light. If you can think of, again, the spectrum of the rainbow, that purple and the blue are the higher frequencies of the rainbow before it moves into the white light out of which all the colors come. So if you can think of it that way, it's just a step up that ladder of the rainbow, if you will. So as that pure light comes into and hits the water, as it diffracts, if you will, into the different colors, that it will take on these different appearances or forms by which we can relate to that. But in this action of initiation, this pathway of the soul awakening once again back up to its truth and knowing of itself and also that of its creator, that we begin to see that pure form of the Holy Spirit as it begins to awaken within us. And in this action here in initiation, it'll appear most often as a purple light, sometimes the blue light. And again, we'll reference to the golden white as well because that's the pure aspect of it. But more than likely, we'll see it in the, in the purple or blue. And that's what, again, we refer to as the radiant form. So if you can imagine that pure light of the Holy Spirit as it comes down through creation, and literally right here at the seat of the soul into the physical body. And here I can reference my other picture, the spiritual door or the cave. That's where we'll begin to see the radiant light. That's why in meditation that will say, now as you hold your attention to the seat of the soul, just begin now 
to see the radiant form. Or sometimes you'll hear us say, now begin to visualize. Well, that visualization is really just you beginning to hold your attention and focus so that that spiritual door, the spiritual eye, can open up by which you can begin to perceive now the truth of the Holy Spirit presenting itself in that radiant form, that radiant light, that radiant light of loving. And so as you hold your attention there, that's all we need to do. And as we hold our attention, that is what we call coming still. Peace be still and know that I am. Because as we hold our attention at the spiritual eye, all these other levels within us do become quiet, do become still. And in that stillness then, we begin to now awaken and see that radiant form of the Holy Spirit here at the spiritual eye. And so as it presents itself, as we see it as a light, and then as we allow ourselves to expand our consciousness, we can begin to perceive the inner sounds, or we may begin to see it or experience it really more as a feeling level, a feeling of peace, a feeling of loving, a feeling of warmth, or a feeling of just slightly tingling upon the top of the head. It'll appear in all these ways. And as it appears, all we need to do is hold our attention, hold our focus, observe the movement, experience that divine presence. That's the simplicity of this pathway. And as we continue to hold our attention and observe that movement of the radiant form, if you see the purple light, a lot of you have, you'll quite often see it as like a pulsating light. You don't know if it's coming or going or moving, how it is, because it is life itself. It is the movement of loving. It is the movement of spirit. And as you hold your attention upon that, just as Jim described the action when he was under the water and he saw this hand be presented to him, that's what this is. This is the hand of God, if you will, being presented to you. And all you have to do is reach up. It is being offered, but it is up to you to partake. It is up to you to receive. And you have to do your part. That's called reach up to God. But as we hold our attention at the spiritual eye, in knocking, if you will, and asking and inviting God in, that is us reaching up to God. That is us reaching so that we can now take hold of that hand, that hand of God. And we may literally experience it as a hand, as Jim was describing, but also realize that what we call the radiant form is that hand, that purple light, that blue light. That is the hand of God, which is God's loving. But as we begin to wake up and begin to see more clearly, we also will experience that radiant form quite often appearing as the physical teacher who initiated you. And so we reference to it that way as well, the spiritual teacher. But keep in mind, it is not the physical teacher, whether you call it Jim or Brian or whoever spiritual teacher out there that is doing these initiations, it is really that essence of loving of God being extended to you by which you can relate, by which you can take hold of and begin to have that action of upliftment where that hand of God can begin to lift you through the water and above the water so that you truly do begin to step into the freedom, into the liberation. Simply look for the radiant form. And in that, it begins to take place. Jim simply reached up, and then he was lifted up. That's the action that God does with us. That's what this is about. That's the simplicity. 
We simply need to open up and give ourselves the opportunity to have that experience by which the radiant form can lift us into the greater freedom. And the nice thing is, just as in the picture here, where I've placed a sun upon the soul realm or the, the highest level in each of the realms, that's the greater truth, that's the greater light of the radiant form. So even here in the physical, as we hold our focus at the spiritualized center, a hand is offered. We begin to take that hand. And as we do, it begins to lift us out of the physical dimension. And then the first part of that journey, of course, is the astral. And that a radiant form will quite often appear the same on every level, or it can actually begin to take on different forms. But if we pay attention, we will know it's the same action of God's loving, assisting us in the soul getting free and coming home. Again, I quite often say, mostly I reference it as the purple light, because that's the way that I've experienced it more often than the other forms by which I've seen it. That's why you'll hear me refer to it a lot that way, because that's the main way that I've experienced it. And it may be the main way you experience it as well. But it is these other ways too, that's why we speak of them. Can I add something to it? Yeah. What he just said, am I on? Nope, my battery's dying. I need another battery. Oh yeah, let me just have the mic. Hold on. Oh, I am? Yeah. Okay. It's red, so I don't know. Um, it's very interesting, if you look at this, and the way he was describing this, is that at the top of each realm is that soul level of each realm. Just underneath that is the etheric, or the void, uh, level of each realm. And the soul essence, or creative energy, has to move through the nothingness of the mind to begin to manifest in to create in the realm of mind. The soul moves through the void or the nothingness of the emotional that begins to create its emotional mess, if you want to call it that. Through, from the soul, through the nothingness into the astral, we create what we do with our imagination as well as in the physical. So if we want to return, the returning process is letting go of our creations letting them come back into the nothingness as we move through the nothingness back into our soul awareness at each of these levels. We have to move back through the nothingness, let everything that we've created come into the realm of nothingness once again, and now we are anchored here. Does that make sense? Until finally we move through the etheric, let go of everything that is nothing, and take hold of everything that is true, and go on up into the realm of soul and anchor ourselves there and live there. So it was nice. I like that because that helped me to explain a little bit more clearly. I hope. <laughs> I understand it at least. <laughs> Pardon? Yes. You always be looking up and reaching up. I like how Jim said, your emotional mass. You know how we, we use acronyms sometimes and you've heard Jim talk about He's taken all the letters and he switched them around. He called it SE camp or spiritual exercises camp. Well, I just take it just like we've laid out from the physical, astral, causal, mental, etheric, soul, and spirit. P-A-C-M-E-S-S. -S. 
pack up your mess and go on home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. I forgot That's the way I've that. referenced it. <laughs> but the way you pack up your mess and go on home is through the spiritual exercises called meditation and what we're doing here. You know, it's really interesting, too. You'll hear, um, as Jim just said earlier, say, anchoring yourself and soul in the realm of the spirit. Well, even the different organizations in the world, in a sense, in their names, will have reference even to that. There's a group um, that's called Ek in Car, and Ek is a name for the Holy Spirit. So there's an Ek anchor, or anchoring yourself in the Holy Spirit. It's really neat to see that in the name. Or another one you heard Jim reference to, MSIA, or the Movement of Spiritual Awareness. There's another part where they've actually described that as the Messiah, the Messiah Consciousness which is this action of the Holy Spirit of the radiant form that we just described about, by which the soul is saved. But the real saving is the soul now just simply returning home back to God. Or even in Sant Mat in, in the East, Sant Mat means the path of the saints. Well, the path of the saints is the pathway of the Holy Spirit, by which we share of in here. Or the other name they call this Radhaswami, which is the Lord of the soul, which is God, the creator of who we are. So they all reference that pathway. Or inner light ministries. In the inner light. In the ministries as we minister to the inner light by sharing or extending that, which is simply the Holy Spirit, the inner light, that essence of God, that essence of soul, who we all truly are. It's kind of neat how if you even look at the different names, they always refer to the truth of the action of what is taking place in the Spirit. And so that's what this is about. And that's why... We'll share about all the different things from the very practical and what we can do inside of ourselves to be responsible for our own creations, mentally, emotionally, imaginatively, physically, as Jim was describing. And then we also go right into the direct essence, the direct path of which, like I'm talking about now, the radiant form, so that you really understand the greater fullness of all that this is, all of that, part of this action of the radiant form, of the Holy Spirit, as you reach up, as you make yourself available, and as that hand is extended to you by which you can take hold and be lifted out of the physical, out into these other realms and beyond in the soul, that action is also one of freeing, of releasing. Just as Jim described, as you move on up and you go through the void and everything comes back into the nothingness. When we... Literally, the soul begins to transcend the physical body, even in the very beginning as it moves into the soul level, the astral realm, we pass through that etheric level of that astral realm. And as we do, all those creations of the imagination are released back into the nothingness because it is through that release or letting go of those creations by which the soul is now free to now move beyond etheric back into the soul level, the purity, the truth, of its own essence. And it is the same through every level. As a soul loves God, that is us reaching up to God to grab hold of that hand. Because God is always loving us, extending that hand. And as we reach up, it lifts us through these levels. It happens in spirit, literally, directly, even as we talk about it in here. Almost like a practical, ordinary way even like you'd experience things physically, these things happen spiritually. But also, 
in the direct actions of responsibility that you take in your creations. This is Jim described earlier, how we can give everything up to God, how we can begin to be aware of how we've become creators, what we've created, and now how we can begin to let go of those creations or create in loving. These are all ways that we describe to take that responsibility, that you can live the greater truth, live the greater purity of that loving, radiant light. It's all the same, but there's just all these different aspects of that. But the more you have the understanding and the clarity of how that works, the more you can become a more responsible creator so that all that you create is an expression of loving. All that you experience is an expression of loving. And as you choose to really detach yourself or let go of any attachments to your creations, you can now begin to rise above all these levels, all these realms of creation by which your soul truly begins to now lift beyond and become free of all the mind, the emotions, and the body. And then our true creativity is simply that river of loving, where we literally create within ourselves that direct experience of being in the river of loving. And that's what this is. That's what this is. And just as in the meditation that we did, I said first to focus on the radiant form. It can almost appear two-dimensional at first, but then as you move into it, you actually experience it three-dimensional and then even beyond three-dimensional. But as I said towards the end of the guided part in the beginning there, I said now begin to look even beyond the radiant form and see that river of loving beyond the radiant form. That's the greater truth we want to move into because it may appear as the sun or that purple light right here, but as we move into it, you will begin to move into the truth of the river of loving through all these levels. And then all you do is move into that radiant form and travel upon that river of loving because that radiant form is a direct extension of that river of loving, of who God truly is, that which is, the divine living loving essence. And so move into the radiant form. Hold your attention. Love God. Love the radiant form. And as you do, that is you reaching up to now move into and have the experience in that river of loving, in the greater truth, where it becomes real. It's no longer imagination. It's no longer fantasy. But it's real. It is real. It is so real. It is just amazing. So, I hope that maybe gives a little bit more understanding or clarity about the radiant form and the true action of the Holy Spirit that that is. And to know that Jim and I are simply sharing that so that you begin to take hold. You take hold. The action of initiation is the hand being offered. And as you choose into that, that is you taking hold so that you can experience that. And even after you've received the names of God in initiation, just as Jim described, that he began to look down and started to now move back down into the water, that can still take place. So all you have to do is, once again, focus back upwards. Focus back up and, once again, take that hand. And that is through the meditation. And then, once again, you just simply begin to rise back up. That's the simplicity of this. That's how wonderful it is because it is so simple.
So just allow it to be simple and experience that wonderfulness, that joyfulness, that loving, and that fullness that all that is. Okay. So, again, we'll be leaving this week to go to England, and we'll be back on the 30th, and we'll be seeing you the first part of June. So, um, there's... Pardon? That's when we'll be back. Yep. Right. Yeah. So, be aware that for those of you that are going to be doing Lord's class this afternoon starting at 2, you might want to go to some places like Kirby Lane or Central Market or... She might do the Snow Pea, you said. Oh, the Snow Pea? Yeah, that would be good. Just someplace. Kirby Lane takes a long time. <laughs> we found out with Bill's workshop the last time when he did that here. Uh, we went over there and it took a long time to get seated and then okay, okay. even longer to get the food. Okay, okay. And if you're not sure, just talk to Laura because she already has it planned out as far as I understand. So... Yeah. All right, so thank you, and we'll see you all soon, and good journeys for everybody. <laughs>